plot twists. We're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that defining moment when a story, any story, takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, superhero buff and comedy lover. And I'm Fran, reality TV obsessive and true crime enthusiast. And we're from Now TV. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected and hopefully some behind-the-scenes nuggets that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. Hey, Fran. Welcome back. I know. It's a new year. It's a new me. Is it, though? Is it really? <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely exactly the same me. Well, we are starting a new year and we're, and we're back with a bang, right? I know. What a year we've got this year of great TV and film to look forward to. And we are kick-starting January with a Sky original called Blythe Spirit. And we're lucky enough today to get to speak to Isla Fisher, who is one of the stars. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is incredible. So this is really exciting. So um, this is a film that's basically based on a play by Noel Coward and it hit screens for the first time in 1945, but it's been remade and it's got some huge, huge names in it. I mean, Judy Dench, the national treasure that she is, Leslie Mann, Dan Stevens. Oh, Massive. it's amazing. And the theme of the film has got a 1940s vibe, the backdrop of this beautiful property, uh, amazing costumes as well. Oh, the fashion and- is unreal in this film. I thought you'd like it. And Dan Stevens plays the character of Charles Condamine, who's a very successful writer, but he's a bit of writer's block. And his idea of inspiration is to conduct a seance with Madame McCarty, who's played by Judy Dench. Always a risky business, just conducting a seance to conquer some writer's block, isn't it? Y- yeah, you know there's going to be some trouble brewing, and indeed it does. Yeah, of all the outcomes, what you don't expect is your dead wife to return to the scene. Comes back to haunt you. Yeah, imagine that. Quite literally comes back to haunt you. So obviously we said, look, Isla Fisher is one of the stars of Blythe Spirit. And I'm sure you listeners will know Isla Fisher's back catalogue of films. So she first made her way onto our screens, I suppose the film she was most known for originally, which was Wedding Crashes, which obviously featured Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughan. Um, She was in Confessions of a Shopaholic. She starred alongside good old Leonardo DiCaprio in The Great Gatsby. So she got some huge, huge films under her belt and we were absolutely buzzing to speak to her about Blythe Spirit. Yeah, can't wait to speak about that. And also she's been great in comedy roles. I mean, recently she's in Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, and a pretty creative household to be in. I mean, just being married to one Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine being part of that household? Yeah, exactly. And before we get started, we have to say that there was a bit of confusion, wasn't there, going into the interview about who Tom was. Yeah, yeah, well, enough about that, Fran. No, 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 we are not going to just skip past this one, Tom. I think Mm. we should hear a little clip of what happened when we first started the interview. How are you? We're good. We're good. I mean, <laughs> I'm so excited to chat to you. Wait, is your name David? Who's just speaking now? This is Tom. Tom, your voice is so familiar. You sound exactly like uh, a guy I know called David. That's crazy, but um, okay, sorry. <laughs> Plot twist. It's David. That- <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a good or bad thing? Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Mistaken identity yet again. What an absolute classic. Why would this year be any different to the last? I mean, you look like Tom Allen, you sound like Dave. Whatever next, 
I can't wait to find out. Yeah, so once we had established that it was, in fact, just Fran and Tom for Plot Twist and not Tom. Dave on the yeah. air, on the call, <laughs> uh, we got straight chatting to Isla of all things about Blythe Spirit and her own Plot Twist. So here it is. Isla Fisher, welcome to Plot Twist. Thank you for having me. We should say uh, Happy New Year. I mean, is it too late to say Happy New Year? Or can we still say that? What's the... Over January 12th. We're on the edge. We're on the edge. We're on the edge, aren't we? I feel like it's going to be potentially another weird year. So we can just say Happy New Year up until July if we feel like it. No, Fran, <laughs> don't say that. This is going to be the best year. This be... There's a vaccine. Life's going back to normal. It's going to be so great. We're on the up. I said, are you all about the good vibes, you know, good energy? and I think we have to be because obviously there's so much yeah. negativity online and, you know, we have to try to look at the positives in this overwhelmingly negative world situation right now. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, there's not enough uh, Aperol spritz right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, any New Year's resolutions? Any Is that something that you do at the beginning of the year? Or? Oh, I love a New Year's res. I've never kept them post <laughs> the 15. Usually it involves curbing some combination of, you know, alcohol and or sugar, which I've obviously broken. Uh, but this year, I'm actually <laughs> going to try to get fit um, and meditate more and, uh, I don't know, get a new hobby. That's about it. Nice. Like it. What about you guys? I've got a running goal. Yeah, that's the, that's the sort a of A running thing. goal. Wow. Well, just, just to make sure that I'm sort of consistently staying fit. I think just like good endorphins and keep the fitness up. And mentally, I think it keeps you in a better place, doesn't it? So. So true. So true, but at friend? our age, what about your knees? What about your knees? <laughs> so bad for the knees. Yeah. So bad for these. No, mine was, um, I was going to try and do sort of vegetarian January, but I, I got about five days in and we went into a, a national lockdown and then I couldn't think of anything to eat. So I just gave up on that, which is bad, but I'm going to set some new ones. I might do five one about days, like friend. increased flexibility or something, you know. Oh, that's good. That's something like that. Good. Something like that. Still working on it. <laughs> I mean, congrats on the five days, friend. But still, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, let's have a bit of fun then. Let's uh, before we get on. To, obviously, you're going to talk about Blythe Spirit, a new film, and we've got to explore some of your own plot twists. But we thought before that, let's let's get to know you. Let's warm up a bit. Oh, one of our plot twist questions that we love to ask people is: Is there a surprising fact that people would be surprised to know about you? People would be surprised to know about. I mean, I feel like I I do a great pig noise, but that's kind of common knowledge now. <laughs> I see that's such a difficult question because I don't really know how people perceive me. Right, I'm just mm. being me, so I don't know what would be surprising to them. Yes, yeah, I fun. yeah, very. Oh God, is it bad to ask for the pig impression or? No, I'll always. I'm happy. I I do pig on command. It's. <laughs> oh my God. That is surprisingly good. That is incredible. I love that you thought people would know that about you. Right. Well, people think pigs oink, but they actually scream and squeal in a very aggressive way. You had that to a T. Right. Wow. That's the uh, that's the party trick du jour. <laughs> I tell you what, let's, let's go on to a plot twist question, a proper plot twist question. Um, so our previous guests have often highlighted a particular moment in their career that's been a sort of pivotal um, step change, which is change their own narrative what what would what would be that moment for you looking specifically at your career I think probably I I think the biggest plot twist was that I my parents for reasons unknown I always try to find out you know at various sort of family get-togethers the reasons behind this but they put us into different schools every year from all through primary so essentially I was the new kid 
you know, for seven years uh, until high school. And so you obviously I sort of had to hone my comedic skills. I was shorter than the other kids. I had red hair and English accent, massive ears. So I sort of learned to, you know, be kind of funny to get mates. And then I was, didn't really know that you could use it as a sort of skill to get... I didn't know it was a job, even though I grew up watching The Goodies and The Young Ones and Blackadder and then Eddie Murphy's stand-up specials from the age of 10 where I learned I to swear. It. And then finally, <laughs> it was actually my hubs who said, why are you always... I was getting rejected from my you know 20,000 sort of character and a drama in Hollywood. And he just said, why wouldn't you be going for comedies? You're such a funny... Uh, you're the funniest person I know. And I thought, oh, uh-huh. he's, if he's a comedian and he thinks I'm funny, that sort of gave me this, the, the courage. Yeah, it gave me the courage to uh, ask my... Uh, you know, my agent or whomever was, I think it was maybe my manager, I sort of sort of shyly said, my husband thinks I'm funny. Do you mind putting me up for comedy <laughs> roles? And then I auditioned for Wedding Crashes and, um, oh, you movie. know, became a bipolar nymphomaniac for two hours and it really turned my <laughs> career around. That's incredible. It must be great fun to pay a part like that, though. Yeah, someone without any social, you know, inhibitions. Yeah, because there's there's no rules for that character. You can kind of break anything at any point and improvise and do anything that you want. And uh, it was actually great uh, working with Vince Vaughn, who's really loves to improvise and is very adept at it. It was fun because he would just sort of let me, he'd go, give her another take or whatever, and I'd just get to <laughs> say whatever I wanted. And he would really laugh, which was uh, was encouraging. I love that years later, you, you weren't in the same Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah, but I didn't know he was actually in it because oh, you really? don't get the script, you get the pages. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, the, the process is like you get an idea for all the scenes, but just written purely exposition, there's no dialogue. And then you arrive and basically you don't have a character. You create your character on the spot and then everybody else is kind of doing the same thing and then you just improvise. And Larry is has a wonderful laugh. He kind of sounds like a dolphin when he laughs. He puts his head back and goes, ah, 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 ah. And it's just the most magical sound if you're a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm and think, you know, I was so, felt so grateful and inspired by working with him so um yeah that was my goal just to get larry to laugh and hear the happy sounds of a dolphin oh you were great <laughs> the professional cry i loved it um <laughs> just i just want to go back pre sort of 2002 what, what were your sort of aspirations was that was it always the goal to be an actress and and, and you know be a hollywood star um, I don't think I thought about Hollywood star in a realistic way. I think that definitely felt unattainable. I sort of just wanted to be, I've always wanted to be an actor actually since I was a kid and my mom did amateur dramatics and I would sit backstage watching her, you know, sing during, you know, doing Twelfth Night and thought, oh, this is so fun and watch everyone, you know, putting costumes on backstage and, you know, set designers carrying things and just the excitement and bustle and community of that. And I was, it was just, felt like my little nose was pressed to the proverbial glass. I just wanted to be on the inside of all that excitement. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I think I, I just always wanted to be an actor. And then I went through a period of wanting to be a clown and I studied clowning in Paris. Um, really? But of course, there's not much uh, call for the wall and very hard to make a living uh, yeah, mining imagine. for me. So um, that was the start of me sort of going into more of a traditional uh, route, I suppose. I think that'd be quite a surprising fact for people to know about you. Like, that's something I definitely didn't know. Oh, Oh, there There you go. go. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, talking of Hollywood, we should uh, move on to Blythe Spirit. 
we've both watched it loved it yeah so you obviously play ruth and and yeah as tom said we watched it and in the uh the covid world that we're in we did a virtual watch along with it and we just loved it we thought it was so fun so light-hearted really lifts the spirits how are you feeling about it coming out Oh, I'm so happy. I think it's just the tonic that we need right now. Mm. Um, it was one of those things that, you know, no one could foresee where where we would be today when we were shooting it in June uh, in Sussex. And I'm so grateful that we, you know, we can deliver something that's so kind of uh, frivolous and funny and, you know, the plot that's just got so many funny, intricate mishaps. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, uh, I, I think it's such a, a riotous reimagining of a classic and I loved uh, I love the ending I think it's nice to give the ladies you know to give them uh, something a modern twist so that we are a little bit more empowered and we have a bigger impact on the outcome and yeah I'm really proud of it and uh, and obviously I was very nervous being an Aussie trying to do that kind of British accent that's in rapidly no, delivered dialogue oh thank you, no, you and just really trying did. to but there's something about that accent that makes it sort of tricky to access the emotional life of the character because the words are so, you know, he's such a wordsmith. Obviously, it's no bloody coward. You don't want to mess up one single word. <laughs> but yet you have to kind of feel the run the gamut of the emotions within the sort of speed of the dialogue. So I really uh, I really enjoyed it from a... Um, you know, from a creative, you know, creatively challenging perspective, and obviously to work with Dame Judi Dench and Dan Stevens was oh, what a miracle. Cast. Yeah, so. I mean, fun. You, you've worked with some incredible talent throughout your career. Do you still, you know, when you're going into set and you know you're going to be opposite uh, Judi Dench one on one, do you still get the nerves and the excitement and? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I sort of felt like Judy, particularly, she's aware of the weight of, uh, you know, how nerve wracking her nervous everyone is around someone as brilliant as her. So she puts you straight away (laughs) at ease. She learns your name and she, you know, she just diffuses the tension. She's really, really funny and really warm. And so somehow, even though your brain is sort of panicked that it's Dame Judi Dench and you don't want to, you know, flub your lines, equally you've, you know, you've connected to her humanity and she's made you feel like a friend. There's a familial thing almost right away with her and all the crew, not just the actors. If you were to ask anyone, I bet who's even ever met her, you'll never find anyone to not say she's the most fantastic human. Oh, it's lovely. She's a national treasure. Yeah, she's so special. And it's such an interesting storyline. I mean, talk about a love triangle. Like you're the you're the wife and the other woman all rolled into one with a dead other woman. I mean, it's it's quite complex and amazing in so many ways. I mean, talk us about the sort of the, the character and the obviously Leslie Mann's character is a ghost. So acting on set when she's not actually there. How do you get your head around that and sort of create that energy between you? Yeah, so that was, we were, you know, a lot of that stuff was just sort of ironed out in, um, I imagine that uh, Ed Hall, our director, must have done a kind of shot list that was very thorough because we would run the scenes with Leslie in them and then we would sort of pop her out just for the last (laughs) sort of master. So the rhythm and the kind of, like you always felt like she was there even though my Mm -hmm. character couldn't see her because the pacing of it is so important for the fast to really fly and be funny um so uh it was definitely it was really really fun and the costumes of course were just mm. i just was blown away oh, charlotte amazing yeah charlotte walter did the 
Um, and just the attention to detail during that period. And I mean, I was very, I have, I haven't seen it with all the kind of effects at the end. I've only seen the sort of earlier cut, but I was very, you know, I really enjoyed it. I'm so proud of it. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. And it was shot in what, 35 days? I mean, is that usual? Is that the sort of... It's sort of, quick. yeah, it's pretty quick because I think it was to do with uh, Dame Judy Dench. You know, you can't work long, too long hours, obviously, for any of us. Um, and then I think she might have been doing something else. But Ed Hall is such a sophisticated filmmaker. He's someone who just knows what he wants. He's done a ton of theatre and TV, and he's very experienced and knows how to communicate with actors and is sort of unflappable. And so even when things kind of went wrong, whether it be the rain or, you know, some the, the power going out during a scene, which we were convinced was Noel Coward visiting us, um, <laughs> That's he would just... <laughs> Right, exactly. He would just kind of uh, just steer the ship confidently. He was a great captain. Have you watched the original film? That, I uh, have. Is it with Rex Harrison, I think? I just thought it was yes. amazing that, was it, 76 years later it's being remade. I thought there was just something quite charming about that. Um, I know, I know. And people feel so uh, attached to this story, even, you know, in America, in England. It's amazing how many people still love this play. And also a big feature is the seance where obviously um, Judy Dench's character, Madame McCarty, brings back the dead ex-wife and then she's part of this sort of love triangle, as Fran said, which begs a question, Isla. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> um, do I believe in ghosts? I don't think I believe in ghosts in the sort of, uh, you know, the white sheet or the headless character on a horse. But I definitely have felt, uh, I was very close to my grandma and so I've definitely felt at times during my life Somehow I've had a feeling that I just still have felt connected to her when I've sort of needed to. I don't know how much of that is just, uh, you know, wishful thinking or how much is... I'm not naturally a superstitious person. Uh, I mean, that said, I wouldn't pop under a, a ladder or open on an umbrella inside, but um, <laughs> I tend to be a bit more practical. I think it's quite lovely, actually. Yeah, it's really lovely. I'm, I'm the same as you. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I definitely believe there's definitely something there that you can feel connected to for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I thought of a bit of a, a random one off the back of the seance theme. What about, would you rather be haunted by a ghost or be the ghost that's doing the haunting? <laughs> oh, I think I'd much rather the latter. I think it'd be rather fun to haunt somebody if it's a, in, a, in a kind of positive, reminding them that you care. In a playful way, exactly. I wouldn't want to actually terrify anyone. What about you guys? Would you rather haunt oh. or be haunted? It depends what the ghost is like, because it could be a pal. And sometimes, you, you know, you need that when you're a bit lonely. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not against that idea. You know, a bit like Sam Wheat and Ghost, you know, Patrick Swayze. But, um, Is there anyone in particular, be... Isla, that you pick to haunt or just, just generally? <laughs> what a question. I mean, it would depend on when and how, but I would definitely... Um, there's a few people that I'd like to haunt for... <laughs> <laughs> what a phrase. <laughs> Just pay a cheeky um, visit to. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's just say I would. I'd like to say hi. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love that. I mean, we should also say that actually when we were watching the film, there was about 30 minutes to go and we were talking via FaceTime and we were like, I can't predict the ending here. I don't know what's going to happen. And then suddenly your character, Ruth, is going to visit Madame McCarty and plot twist. Plot not, twist. Yeah. Not Completely. Yes. I know what you mean. And then I feel like the ending, too, without doing any spoilers, is a bit of a plot twist. Yeah, all of it. It was great. I loved it. 
Which brings us on to another plot twist question. So uh, I guess this is more centered around an individual. Uh, as in, who would be your plot twist person? Uh, someone who's like an unlikely source of inspiration behind the scenes. Who, who might that be? Ooh, plot twist. Um, you know, I'm someone actually who relies heavily on a panel of people for most decisions. Um, I sort of can, you know, some family members, some girlfriends, a mentor, so it's hard to pin down an individual that's kind of like, you know, caused me to pivot. But I would say that I think my little brother, Eddie, uh, I'm very close uh. with. And I often come to him when I'm kind of late in the decision making process. Once I've gone through the panel, flip flopped, procrastinated and got myself stuck. I'll ring him up and say, what am I doing here? And usually he reflects sort of where I'm at, which I, I love, but I sometimes lose track of. I'm not great at making decisions sometimes. I find it quite overwhelming. No, but you need that person, don't you, just to kind of give you that sort of, just that bit that bit of backing, that tap on the shoulder. No, you can do this. Yeah, you can do it, exactly. Yeah, oh, I love that. I like that. One thing that was interesting to me is that you live in obviously a very creative household and watching you on sort of the American talk shows, they often talk about how you feel supporting Sasha's work but what about the other way around in terms of you know when you have a script or you have a creative decision how, how supportive is is he uh, to you in that sense you know what he's fantastic because he is so supportive and believes he really believes in me and I'm always you know I'm always particularly when it comes to um you know, doing a job or whatever that sometimes I'll I'll get the fear of like, oh, I need to take this job because, you know, when you're an actor and you you often have the feeling like you don't know when it's going to be your last job and mm. and but often the role isn't really, you know, great for you or it's quite going to be challenging for your personal life with travel and uh and he's such a great sounding board because he'll always say, you know, don't make a decision from fear. What are you really gonna enjoy doing? And um, and I really appreciate that because I can easily slip into, oh, but I'm so lucky they want me to be <laughs> in something. <laughs> but the reality is uh, for a long career, you kind of do have to, you know, pick and choose your roles wisely if you're lucky enough to be in that position. You, keep, you sort of want to align yourself, your work with your values, you know. Yeah, no, it makes Definitely. sense. I love that. Well, Isla, we've loved chatting to you. So thank you so oh, much for coming on Plot thank Twist. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Stay safe, you guys. Stay safe. So a big thank you to the very talented Isla Fisher there. Uh, who we knew was a very talented actress, but we didn't know she's also a trained clown and uh, can make exceptional pig noises. That pig noise was next level. I've never heard anything like it. Yeah, that was. I mean, we're partial to an impression for that, but that's probably the best impression we've had on Plot Twist so far. I genuinely think I had an out-of-body experience where I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm talking to Isla Fisher and she's making a pig noise. What has happened in the world? I don't care. I loved it. But that was a really fun interview, wasn't it? Yeah, she's so lovely. And I, I, everyone that we chat to, when we ask them about that plot twist and, and going into their careers and their lives, we just get so many different, amazing, endearing stories. So she talked about, obviously, moving around so much as a child. She had went to seven mm. different schools, was it, in seven years? And again, used comedy. That was her way of making in with sort of new friends, new places. And look where it's taken her. But I think in some ways that's what's made her adaptable as an actress. And then obviously, like you say, with the comedy, that was kind of how she uh, 
really started to get recognition in Hollywood. You know, obviously, we mentioned Wedding Crashers there, but obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen and her husband telling her, no, you're really funny. You should be doing more of this. I know a lot of people have told me that I'm the funniest person they know, but alas, I'm not a comedy movie star. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to go into comedy either. For some people, it pans uh, out better than others. Um, I liked her plot twist person as well, actually. A lovely brother. plot twist person. Really I think never underestimate the power. Like, we all know that our family members are great support systems. But you just can't imagine being in the limelight in the way that someone like Isla Fisher is. Like, having that become just even more important. Having that sort of stability of the family, people you can bounce your ideas off of, sort of bounce your direction. I think it's... Uh, it was lovely. It was, again, a nice heart warmer. Uh, going back to Blythe's spirit, I was really surprised she was even nervous about doing the accent. She's so adaptable with that. I thought she does a great job with it. Honestly, had I not known that she had an Australian accent, you'd have never known. I, I could have watched any of no, her films and presumed that she was American or presumed that she was British. Um, I definitely could never do an accent that good. I can do no, no we accents know that. at all. We know that. But what, you know, what a cast. I can't imagine being on set with Leslie Mann. She is so... She's funny. She's, she's incredible. She's so good. And it was interesting, isn't it, how what's the real situation having to act on set with someone who's not physically there? That must be quite, like, difficult, but brilliant that they kind of acted the scenes out. And then they're like, oh, Leslie, if you could just step off camera now and we're going to do the same scene to a blank space. But, I mean, it works. Then- the rapport between them is brilliant. And it, and it works, actually, and it kind of gets better as the movie goes on, that rapport between the two of them. Yeah. But also, talk about a daunting experience, a one-on-one with Judy Dench. What an experience that would be. You know, even for someone like Isla Fisher, who's clearly, you know, is very talented, has been in a whole host of films and TV over the years. But to then have that one-on-one with the national treasure that's Judy Dench, that's incredible. I know. We talk about having out-of-body experiences. That must just be really surreal <laughs> to just, yeah, you know, exactly. stand there opposite Judy Dench. You must have been, like, absolutely nailed it. So that was Blythe Spirit. We got an early preview. We loved it. It's available to stream now on Now TV. So check it out. And also, you're listening to a podcast called Plot Twist. And as we mentioned in the interview, which we're not going to give too much away about, it does have a pretty epic plot twist. You will not be disappointed. No, you really won't. So that's it for this week. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you soon.